This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. First of all, we'll pray. Father, thank you so much for your word this morning. Thank you for being a teaching God to us, and we do ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes that we may see wondrous things out of your word this morning, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 47, and here's the parable. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which when it was full, they drew or dragged to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world, but the angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Okay, now where we are right now, we've come now to the, to the last of the seven parables of this chapter 13. This chapter is teaching about heaven through parables, through analogies. The subject is the gospel. The subject is the gospel and the way that people enter into heaven. And so he's covered these topics for us in these series of parables, which is really giving for us a history of the gospel in the world. That's what this is. The first parable was the parable of the sower and the seed. That was the first one, and that was a parable which showed the entrance of the gospel into the world and how the gospel is received by different people. The subject there, that first parable, was the start of the gospel in the world with the picture of a sower, a sower of seed, and some seed fell here, and some seed fell there, and some seed fell over there, and the gospel was being spread like seed in the world, and how different people received the gospel. That's Matthew 13, verse three. Behold, a sower went forth to sow. Then came the second parable, which was the parable of the tares, which showed a big complication 
to the gospel, the complication of the resistance of the gospel by evil people. And the subject of this second parable is the enemy of the gospel, trying to stop the gospel, and that enemy is Satan. That's verse 28, Matthew 13, 28. An enemy hath done this. Then came the third gospel, third parable, the third parable, which is a parable of the mustard seed. And this shows the incredible success of the gospel from a little start, as verse 32, just a little tiny, the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest. Then came the fourth parable in this history of the gospel, which is the parable of the leaven, which showed the vast extent of the gospel in the world. How far the gospel has spread in the world. In verse 33, was hidden three measures of meal till the whole was leavened. Then came the fifth parable, which is the parable of the treasure hid in the field, and this shows how the gospel is hid to most, but found by some, and the some who find the gospel, they realize its great value. Verse 44, treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth. Then comes the sixth parable, which is the parable of the pearl of great price. This shows how those who discover the gospel are willing to give up everything in order that they might gain Christ. This is verse 46. When he found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Now, these are the first six. These are the, the six parables about the entrance of the gospel into the world, the opposition of the gospel in the world, the growth of the gospel, and now comes this last, the close of the gospel in the world. Now's the end of the gospel in the world, and the Lord addresses this with a seventh final parable, which is the parable of the net. And the key verse here to understand this parable is in verse 49, verse 49, which says, so shall it be at the end of the world. So this is really the starting point for interpreting this parable of the net. This parable gives us the completion of the gospel when the great net is pulled onto the shore in verse 48, verse 48, which when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels but cast the bad away. Now, at this end of the gospel in the world, there will be no more sea, there'll be no more preaching the gospel, there'll be no more opportunity for repentance, There'll be no more time, time shall be no more. There'll be no more mingling of good and bad, no more decisions for Christ, no more wandering away from God. This is the no more parable. It's all finished now. The history of the gospel in the world is about to be completed with this picture here of this dragging up on the shore, this net full of fish, for the final sorting, the final separation. And with this final parable of the history of the gospel in the world, the Lord is telling the people that it's time to make a decision. It's time to make a decision because time is limited. Time is limited. And so when he says in verse 49, verse 49, so shall it be at the end of the world, this is the completion now because verse 48 says that the there's gonna be a sitting down, a gathering, and a separation, and all that. This is what is burning in the heart of the Lord Jesus. It's this concept of no more. It's coming to an end. 
It's not gonna go on forever, opportunities to receive Christ. It's coming to an end, so it's burning in his heart, this urgency to make a decision, make a decision, choose you this day, as Joshua says, decision either for or against Christ, just make a decision. He wants to communicate this. He wants to tell them the end is coming. And so he comes to this last parable. He's already, already looked over his listeners. He's looked at the people who he's talking to. He's seen them. He's seen farmers in this group that he's speaking with, and he wants to communicate with them. So he's chosen an illustration of farming, of seed sowing, of weeds growing with grain, of trees growing from little seeds in order to communicate with the farmers who are listening to him. He's looked at his, his listeners, he's seen housewives, women who work in kitchens, women who bake. He wants to communicate to those. So housewives, he's chosen the illustration of baking with leaven in order to communicate to the housewives who are listening to him. He's seen among his listeners businessmen, businessmen. He wants to communicate with those businessmen, so he's chosen an illustration from finding treasure, buying pearls in order to communicate with the businessmen who are listening to him. And of course, he's seen in his listeners fishermen, fishermen. He wants to communicate with those fishermen. So he's chosen as for this last parable, a fishing net in order to communicate with the fishermen that were listening to him. He's already told his, his disciples, and many of whom were fishermen, he's already told them in Mark 1.17. Mark 1.17, he said, he said, Jesus said unto them, come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. They were expert fishers of fish. But he was in essence saying to them, that's only preparation. That's only a teaching time for you for you now to graduate up to, move on up to, become a fisher of men. You're gonna learn how to fish men from what you learned from fishing fish. And the best way also that you're gonna learn how to, to become a fisher of men is just the Lord would say to them, just watch me, just watch me. Watch me as I cast my gospel net out into the air with preaching. And in essence, the Lord could say to them, the Lord could say to them as they moved on, remember how I did it? Remember when you saw me? And this is what he says to them in the end in Matthew 28, 20, Matthew 28, 20, when he says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you unto the end of the world. I mean, now he's coming into this issue of casting a net. I don't know if you've ever tried to cast a net. I don't know. Jose, you probably tried to cast a net, right? Okay. I did it once, first time, last time. It was such a disaster. My son Joseph down in Loretto, he's trying to learn how to cast nets. So he's out there on the shore, and you can see him out there holding the rope with one hand, and, and as he's been taught by those, by those pongueros down there, holding edge of the cast net in his teeth, Okay, and then with his right hand, with uh, I don't know, so you gotta fling it across the, the chest and so don't move, oh, it's very complicated. Let me tell you, it's not easy. It's not easy, and in the same way, it was not gonna be easy for these fishermen to learn how to become a fisher of men. And so now, as his listeners are once again glued to his every word as he's teaching there, 
And we can see him in the same position as, he, as he's been since he began his teaching. It says there in verse one, verse one of this chapter, it says, the same day when Jesus went out of his house and sat by the seaside. That's his position. He's there by the seaside. We can see him there. Just in our mind, we can picture him there. He's sitting there by the seaside. He lifts up his eyes, and there he sees fishermen doing their daily work. He's there, and there and he's there, and they're casting a net into the Sea of Galilee in order to bring in this harvest of fish, and he sees those fishermen watching the water carefully, and he sees those fishermen casting their net, and then he sees those fishermen waiting patiently for the net to settle, and then he sees those fishermen drawing in the net to enclose the fish, and he sees them then dragging the net, dragging the net up, and he sees them dragging the net out of the water, and he sees the fish struggling to get back in the water, and he sees the fish dying as they go out of the water, and then he sees those fishermen on the shore, they've got vessels on the shore, and he sees them remove, he sees them going through the fish one by one, good ones into the vessels, the bad ones cast away as trash. And he's watching this before he speaks. And he's watching the scene, and you can see the scene just percolating down through his mind. And then he's, you can almost see him with the kind of gleam in his eye, he says, Eureka, I got it. That's it, that's it, I got it. And then with this elegant majesty, which he's shown, he turns his head from the scene of those fishermen. He's been looking to those who are listening to him, and he opens his mouth in verse 47, and he says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net. And you know, maybe he would point to it that was cast into the sea. And the people are sitting there, and they're scratching their head, and they're saying, a net? And he says, a net. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a net cast into the sea. And with that statement, the wise people there, I say, well, I hadn't really thought about the kingdom of heaven being like a net, but they say, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna yield my heart in my mind, it wasn't in my heart, it wasn't on my mind, it's empty, my heart's empty, my heart, mind's empty, so I'm just gonna yield my mind, yield my heart, and I'm gonna say to him, I'm gonna say to him, would you please take my mind and my heart like an empty canvas, like a canvas with nothing on it, and Lord Jesus, would you just take your palette of words and use words to paint the picture on the canvas of my mind of this net cast into the seas. Let me see the picture that you are painting. Let me see what's in your mind. Let me see all the aspects of what you're drawing here from these words about the kingdom of heaven is like into a net. And so the Lord does take his palette of words and, and he begins to paint this picture of the parable of the net. And the wise ones study the picture and they try to see every part of what does he mean in verse 47. The kingdom of heaven is likened to a net that was cast into the sea. And they listen. The people listen to his words about this net being cast and they think about the scene and they think about the important parts of this picture, the fishermen, the fish. You know, it reminds me, reminds me of, of the mornings when we've gone out early in the morning in Loretto and, and, uh, to fish, and, and like my son did, actually, as a matter of fact, and, Playing hooky from church, he's gone out this morning at five in the morning. Anyway, and you start out and you motor over to the shore, usually the best place to get these particular fish that they're looking for is right by the airport there and favorite little place for the little fish. You need them as bait, you gotta catch them. 
and it's still dark in the morning and it's still very quiet and you turn the motor off on the boat and then Carlos is the favorite captain. Carlos, he slowly moves forward and removes his cast net from the bucket and he goes to the front of the boat and he stands up there and you wonder, is he gonna fall in the water? And he's standing on the rim of the boat, he's carefully balancing himself and then he says to back to her, he says, cut the engine. You cut the engine, you just let the boat kind of drift slowly to the shore. You turn the boat so it's aligned up with the shore. As the engine stopped, you just wait, and no one speaks. It's totally silent, and Carlos is just watching the water. He's just looking at the water, and he's waiting, waiting till he sees this little school of fish, and he may see it soon, and he may have to wait there a while but it's all in the hands of Carlos. Carlos makes the call, no one says a word. The boat quietly just gently drifts. All you hear is this gentle slapping of the water on the sea against the shore. Occasionally you hear the little, little slaps of the fish that break the surface of the water. And maybe within a few minutes, maybe 20 minutes, and Carlos with his peeled eyes, total concentration, staring into the water, he's waiting, he's looking for this school of fish to come by. And then finally he sees, he sees the fish and then he makes a decision, now is the time. And he puts one edge of the, of the cast net in his teeth and the other one with the hand holding and the other one. And he swings this thing out and this, and this cast net looks like a mushroom, a white mushroom, it just, sails out like a sail on a boat that's caught in it. It's a good cast. It's always a good cast when he does it. And the net fully opens, all 18 feet of it, and it sails through the air, and you watch that net as it gently lands in the water, and then the weights on the edges of the net just to slowly begin to make the net slowly descend down into the water. The fish don't know. They don't even seem to have noticed that this net has fallen as, this, as they merrily are swimming there, but the edges of the net are steadily falling and they're forming a fence. They're corralling the fish. The fish don't even seem to notice it as they're being fenced in. And then while no one has said a word, Carlos continues with that same focus, that laser focus on that net as it descends down on these unsuspecting fish. And then when he's satisfied, that the net has formed the fence around the fish, he pulls that rope that's sewn into the edge of the, of the net and it comes together and the fish are trapped. They can't escape. And then he pulls and pulls and pulls and, and it's full of fish and it's shaking all over the place and the, puts the bottom of the net into a, a bucket and it's verse 47. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea. And what's the sea? What's the sea? The sea is Revelation 17, 15. Revelation 17, 15. He saith unto me, the waters which thou sawest, where the horse sitteth, are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. And then this parable, it's all about Revelation 17, 15. It's all about waters which are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. And the sea in this parable is the world. It's the world of peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. In this parable about the peoples of the Eskimos, where our missionaries Rob and Teresa Lindsay are bringing the gospel to, it's the people of the Peruvians, 
where Glenn and Dorothy Budd are bringing the gospel to us, the people of the Brazilians, where Ruthie Burton and Claudia are bringing the gospel to us, the Paraguayans, where Jamie and Charlene Hunt are bringing the gospel, it's the Mexicans, where Arturo and Sylvia Tomei are bringing the gospel, it's the Albanians, where Arion and Melody Deli are bringing the gospel to us, it's the Nigerians, where Dina and Randy Wildman, it's the Filipinos, where Joanne Galt, she's bringing the gospel to. This is the sea in this parable. It's a Revelation 17, waters which are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. And the net, which is fully opens up and spreads out like the gospel over the world. And when those fishermen, with their skill, they cast that net, and that net rises way up in the air, it expands as large as it possibly can. That's the kingdom of heaven, which is the gospel, and it's like unto a net that's cast into the sea. And the broader the gospel net, the more fish you'll catch in the net. And the Lord Jesus told the disciples, you go cast your gospel net. You cast it far, you cast it wide. When he said in Mark 16, 15, Mark 16, 15, he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Let that net be big, let it expand out. And when there were times when the Lord directed them to cast their net, and he said, uh, he said in Luke 5, 1 through 7, Luke 5, 1 through 7, the Lord said, it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and washing their nets. He entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, prayed him that he had thrust out a little of the land, sat down, taught the people. And when he left speaking, he said unto Simon, Simon, launch out into the deep. Let down your net for a draught. Simon answering said unto him, Master, we've toiled all the night. We've taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I'll let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners when they're on the other ship that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. That was a time when he told them Now's your time, let down that net. John 21, John 21, 3, John 21, 3. Simon Peter saith unto him, I go fishing. They say unto him, we also go with thee. They went forth, entered into a ship immediately that night. They caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto him, children, have ye any meat? They answered him, no. He said unto him, cast the net on the right side of the ship, you shall find they cast therefore, now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. In both of those cases, the Lord was showing them that, showing them just as they had been successful with fish when they followed his direction, they could be successful with men when they followed his direction. And once that net has been cast, once that net has been cast, like once Carlos throws it out there, the fisherman does nothing. It's now up to the net to do its work as it falls slowly, as it falls surely down through the water. And that's just like a person who delivers the gospel net. That's his responsibility. And then you just let the net do its job. And this is what God said, it will do its job. The gospel is the word of God. Jeremiah 23, 29, Jeremiah 23, 29. Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer, that breaketh the rock in pieces. Hebrews 4.12, Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. 
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.